Hello and welcome to the Inner Work Conversation with me, your host, Nikki Cross. I'm the founder of Thrive Life and Business, and as well as being a qualified coach, I'm also bringing you my insights into over 15 years of developing people. These days, you'll find me working with my clients and members every day to help them lead in their life and in business. And if this sounds like something you want to do too, stay tuned or contact me for private coaching or for more detail on my group membership, Thrive Together. You'll find everything you need in the show notes. This podcast is dedicated to making sure you feel empowered and reassured that you are totally not alone. So let's dive in. Hello, welcome to episode 50. I feel like this is, I feel really cozy today. I just just want to start off the episode by letting you know that really, that we're together today. I've got a brew. Have you got a brew? Where are you? Let me know. Where are you listening from? Are you in the car? Are you walking the dogs? What are you up to? Um, I listen to podcast episodes while I'm cleaning and (laughs) I just bloody love it. I get my earphones in I'll be honest, I did have to get earphones that don't have a wire because the wire used to get trapped on the hoover and then that would pull them out of my ears. And my ears started to really hurt. I've got tiny, tiny, little tiny monkey ears. You don't need to know any of this, but I'm not going to cut it out. This is absolutely how I'm going to start the episode today. (laughs) Anyway, talking about the episode, we're talking today about the reasons you're not like them. And I've got three... I actually started planning for this episode and I had one key reason, but then when I thought about it, there's more structure to this episode than meets the eye. And there were three clear points that I wanted to make that I reckon that a lot of you will be going through or have gone through or will come up against in the future. So let's go. So taking a step back to go forward, in episode 49, I it was called What Do You Want? And I was talking about the three key things that I see my clients and my members inside Thrive Together come up against when I try to get them to define what it is they want in life and in business. Um, and if you haven't already listened to that, listening to it is not a prerequisite to the episode today. So just carry on listening to this, but it would be also good for you to go back and have a listen to that because I ended that episode by saying, sometimes what can happen is when you do define what you want, you can start to slip into this comparison, which is what I'm gonna be talking about today. And we live in a day and age where there is so much noise around us and that noise can be interpreted in so many different ways. It can be interpreted as a threat and as comparison or it can be interpreted as inspiration and I'm going to get on to all of that in the episode today. This episode is for you if you've ever found yourself trying to fit in to a them-shaped mould. If you've ever wondered why the fuck you can't do it like them, if you've ever felt like, oh well it's already been done so who am I to add another voice to the choir? Or if you've ever felt a little bit fraudulent trying to embody someone else's ways of working because it feels really uncomfortable, if any of those things apply to you, this episode is definitely for you. So to set your expectations of this episode, I'm going to tell you what the three things I'm going to cover are and in what order. Um, So here we go. First thing I'm going to cover is that thing that you can come up against, which is when you look at them and you're like, oh, I could never do it like that. Um, And that can also sound a little bit like in your own head. That can sound a little bit like they have something that I don't. I'm going to cover that. Then I'm going to move on to, well, they're already doing it. So therefore I can't. And then lastly, I'm going to come on to, 
when you can find yourself, not consciously, but usually subconsciously, trying to do it like them, embodying their way of doing things and feel feeling really uncomfortable doing it that way. So that's the order that I'm going to cover things in this episode. I don't know how long it's going to be. And it doesn't really matter anyway, because last time I did a poll on my Instagram to say, do you prefer longer episodes or shorter ones? It was nearly 50-50. So you can't please all the people all the time. (laughs) Anyway, anyway, let's dive in. So the first one that I wanted to talk to you about is when you look at them and you're like, oh God, I could never do it like that. I'm just not good enough. I'm not this enough. I'm not that enough. And it can, like I said, it can also sound a little bit in your own head, like they have something that I don't. You know, they, either they have something external to themselves that you don't, like experience or money or backing or um, a network or whatever it is, or they have something inside of them that you don't like confidence or knowledge or whatever, right? Here's what I've got to say on this piece. First things first, you don't even want to be like them. Let me challenge you on this. Please stay with me. The comparison that you're feeling is a sign. It's a gift if you'll only look inside of that gift to see what's inside. If you'll only look a little bit deeper to see what is underneath that comparison. Because when you're looking at them and thinking, oh, I could never do it like that. Why can't I be more like that? Or they have something that I don't. The thing is, you don't want to be like them or you don't want to be them. You want the feeling of what they have or how they are. So if I give you a couple of examples, I'll give you two examples here. If you look at Michelle Keegan's tummy, and if you don't know who Michelle Keegan is, Google her. Google Michelle Keegan's tummy, you'll see exactly what I mean. The thing is, when you look at that, you don't want to be her, right? You just want the feeling that having a tummy that flat will give you. And that's exactly what I'm saying. Go deeper. Why is that? Why is that? Why would that make you feel good? And I want to challenge you on this because there's always two sides and we make huge assumptions when we look at the highlight reel of somebody else's life. The highlight reel being a picture of them or what they choose to display on their social media or on their website, yeah? That's always the highlight reel. It's not the behind the scenes. It's not the in between the lines. So go deeper on the assumptions that you're making. One side of the assumptions coin is that the reason you want that is because you want the feeling of the health and happiness that you assume she has with a body like that. You assume that she's making time to prepare good meals for herself. You assume that she might have a team who deliver food to her and I don't know, fucking whatever. I'm making assumptions, but that's what you're doing subconsciously too. But the other side to that coin is probably the one that you don't consider. And that is, think about the things that she's had to do and not do to get that tummy. If you applied all of that to your life, would you be happy? Really? Really? Would you be happy making the sacrifices that she's probably had to make to maintain a tummy like that? And we don't normally consider that side of the coin, Let me give you another example. Let me give you another example. Um, Let's say that you're looking in on someone else's business and it's really successful and you see them having loads of fun in running their business and you're thinking, oh, I, I just wish that I could have that level of success. I wish I could have that level of fun in the work that I do. So if we apply the same assumptions, the same assumption coin, 
One side of the coin is that you see them with time freedom. You see them with financial freedom. You see them getting to do work that they love and you see them getting to enjoy their life and do things on their terms and all the things that, you know, you might be looking at from the outside in and the assumptions you might be making about the pictures you see on social media or wherever you're looking. But the other side of that coin is, think about what they've had to give up in inverted commas Think about what they've had to put on the line to have what they have now. Think about the growth that they have had to endure because growth doesn't usually feel nice. It usually feels uncomfortable to get to where they are now. Think about the self-doubt that they battle with every single day. See, this is the thing with the assumption coin. We only normally look at one side of it. We don't normally look at the other side of it. And we also don't fucking consider, by the way, that our assumptions are not facts. They are assumptions, you know? So the second point that I want to make on this whole first bit that I'm talking to you about here is it can be healthy to desire. It can be healthy to look at another person or hold another person and what they have or what they do or their way of being and hold them as what Lucy Sheridan, the comparison coach, would call proof it's possible. Pips, she refers to them as. And I love that I love that approach to comparison because if you were to read Lucy's book, The Comparison Cure, what you'll notice that she doesn't tell you to do is like snip them, like mute them on social media, hide their stories, unfollow them, come off social media altogether. She doesn't She doesn't actually take that approach to advising you what to do when you're up against comparison in that way. What she will instead do is reframe the way that you are looking into that person's life or into that person's business and look at it instead as proof it's possible. And I'm going to tell you for me, when I started to look at others like this, things really changed for me. So, so much shifted. I went from feeling resentful. Why? Why do they have that and I don't? Why are they able to do that and I'm not? Why do they have why do they have it so easy? Why does it seem to come so easy for them, but it doesn't for me? It's that whole fucking Beyonce has 24 hours a day, same as you. It's like, yes, totally. But that what that statement doesn't give the context of is that Beyonce also has teams of people helping her to <laughs> to live the life and run the businesses that she is running, right? And so when you make assumptions without context and when you make assumptions about what you're looking in on in terms of the comparisons that you're making with a view of resentment and bitterness as opposed to proof it's possible, as opposed to looking in and going, yeah, Beyonce does do all of that, but she has teams of people. Oh, if she has teams of people, that means that one day I, if I want that, I could have that too. Do you see the shift that's available to you there? The shift that happens is it takes you to feeling inspired by them and wondering and getting curious about what it must have taken and what context might be behind that picture that you're looking at. Again, whether it's a picture of their business or a picture of them on social media or just an assumption that you're making about them. And that leads me to the final point that I want to make on this particular point is adopt a growth mindset, please. (laughs) Please adopt a growth mindset. So 
Growth mindset is actually the topic inside Thrive Together in November 2021, which is when this episode is being released. And oh my God, my point here, quite simply, is when you compare yourself to another person and you think that you want to be like them or have what they have, please understand, like I said, that you're making some very fucking big assumptions based on what they're showing you, based on their highlight reel. And what I want to say about this is everyone is an individual with their own needs, with their own wants, with their own strategies that are right for them. And we each have our own outlook on life, our perspectives, our ethos, our beliefs, our upbringing. But when we look out onto the world and we see others with strengths that we don't have, what I have seen happen time and time and time again is that we become defeated before we have even explored it. We don't bother trying to think about how they got good at it. We just see that they're good at it and we're not. And that's where we leave it and we get all shitty with ourselves about it. You know, if you're not organized and you can see that they are, a fixed mindset tells us that we're just not that way. A growth mindset says, I see them being organized. I like the outcomes that they're getting. I can see that I'm not being organized at the moment. What can I do that will help me improve that skill? I cannot fucking wait to talk in the workshop. I think it's the 12th of November, I think that's running. Can't wait to go deep on this because we each have our own things that we are drawn to and tend to come naturally to us. And my belief is that this is absolutely where we should be spending our energy. I don't believe that we should spend our lives constantly trying to improve, constantly depleting our own energetic resources and making ourselves feel like shit. I believe that we should be spending our lives growing into our potential, expanding in a way that is appropriate to us as individuals, which is what we are. But in saying all of that, I want to make it really clear that the moment you decide to do something is not the moment you're good at it. So I know, let me give you an example that is personal to me. I know that there are things that I am just naturally good at. And I see this also with my clients. And sometimes they, like me, they don't actually see that they're good at the things that they're good at. And then that can that can bring with it a shit ton of stuff. But nevertheless, that's not what this episode is about. For me, I know that there are things that I am naturally good at. And I play to those strengths in my business. I know that I am naturally good at being able to take in the information someone's giving me and almost think of it like threads, like pull on threads through my questioning to get them to see an alternative perspective, to see that the initial thought that they had about their situation isn't actually true. And I'm able to coach them to a better outcome, a better scenario for them, a more empowering state. I know that I've always been good at that. And I always will be good at that. And that is a strength that I play to in my business. That's why I'm such a good coach, right? And I own that. But what I'm not good at, I will either improve my skills if I want to be able to do it myself. I will either do that, I will outsource it, delegate it, or I will cut it out completely if I can. But what I don't do to myself anymore, keeping in mind that I personally will forever be growing. I personally will be forever expanding. I truly, truly believe that that is something that we are so lucky that is available to us as humans. And I love that. But what I will never do is condemn myself for not being good at something. I will never do that to myself. I have done that before and it feels like shit, but I will never do that again. I'll never look at them and go, 
they're really good at that and I'm really shit at that, that's shit, I won't do that. I will go, okay, how can I help myself to improve? Is there a Udemy course that I can take? Udemy is a website, U-D-E-M-Y, where you can just buy really cheap courses that are usually actually really good. Um, You get to review them before you buy them, blah, blah, blah. But even on YouTube, like if I'm no good at changing attire, can I YouTube that? Can I improve that skill? And I'm asking of you to do the same. And for those of you who are listening that are my Thrive Together members, that is why the topic of this month is growth mindset. We're going to be going deep on this one because I see it with you in the chat boxes when we're in power planning on a Monday, when you're in the chat box, you'll spit out statements in the chat like, I'm just not good enough at X, Y, and Z, or I'm not great at this, or I'm shit at that. And I'm in my head, I'm like, yeah, (laughs) not on my watch not on my watch, but it's not enough for me to address it there and then with you. It's not enough for me to not give you what you need to be, like the actual skills. Adopting a growth mindset is a skill and I'm going to be giving you that skill. Make sense? So if you're a member of Thrive Together, if you're not a member of Thrive Together, join. If you're a member of Thrive Together, we are going to be working on that together. So anyway, that's my first point. And that sort of wraps up this concept of when I look over there at them doing it, and when it comes up inside of me that they have something that I don't, please stop and listen back to the first 15 minutes of this episode. The next point that I want to cover is someone else is already doing it, so therefore I can't. I'm going to read a snippet out of Light is the New Black by Rebecca Campbell. It's on page 259 and it goes like this. There's room enough for everyone. There is enough room for everyone. Your special, unique bag of gifts, stories, struggles, triumphs, energy and tools is like no one else's. The way you look, the city you're from, your voice, your body size, your smile, embrace it. Don't change it. There is enough room for everyone. In this social age, it's easy to see those who are walking a similar path as your competition. Don't let your ego see that person as separate. We're actually all on the same team. There's no need to compete. There is enough room for everyone. How much does hearing that change your perspective? And I know that if you've ever um, considered putting yourself out there, that could be in a work environment where you've thought about sharing an idea or maybe in your business where you've thought about offering a new service and you've come up against that, oh, but that's too much like so-and-so's and therefore I can't. That's their topic, so I can't talk about that. Think about the Beatles, all you need is love lyrics. There's nothing you can do that can't be done. Nothing you can sing that can't be sung. Nothing you can say, but you can learn how to play the game. It's easy. Nothing you can make that can't be made. No one you can save that can't be saved. Nothing you can do, but you can learn how to be you in time. It's easy. How true, right? How true. There really isn't nothing new that any of us are bringing to the table. I definitely don't look in my business and think, this is groundbreaking, you know? (laughs) And I don't, like, when, when I'm coaching my clients and when I'm inside Thrive Together delivering my workshops... I will never, ever tell them that this is new information to them. And usually, and my my members will 
will back me on this. Normally I come to the session and I've got a pile of books as high as my head on the table, ready to read out snippets to them, ready to share other people's masterpieces because there is nothing, there is nothing new. But nobody can bring to the table what I can because I am unique and so are you, right? So that means that if you wanna talk about batch cooking, but you see someone else on the internet talking about it already and you think, oh, well, it's already been done. Bollocks to that because they won't be doing it like you can do it. And that's why I'm a real advocate for allow yourself the space and time to feel into what is right for you instead of constantly looking around and constantly... Okay, let me put it to you this way. There is a big, big difference between doing research, looking at other people's business models, looking at what the topics they cover are and healthy research. And there's there's like this really, really fine line when it goes into comparison and looking at what they do and starting to think, well, I can't do it because they're already doing it. I can't do it because they're already an expert in it. Who am I to bring this to the table when it's already being done? Bollocks, absolute bollocks. You, just like me, are unique. You have a unique combination of skills and experiences that has never, ever existed before and will never exist again. Doesn't that just blow your mind? It does mine. This is why I think it's such a shame why we, and I include myself as always, when we look at them and we think, oh, it's subconscious, it's sneaky. We look at them and we try to copy them. We try to strive to be more like them. But that's not actually what we want. We don't want to be more like them. Usually, like I said in point one, we just want their results. But when we do copy them, we'll never get it right. Because what comes easily and effortlessly to them, because they're doing them, won't to us because by trying to do them we're not doing us it is criminal the amount of people who have stopped in their tracks and not proceeded taking one step after the other with their idea that could turn into something that could change someone else's life because someone else is already out there doing it i see this with my own clients i see them get to an idea and I can see it light them up, and I can see the twinkle in their eye that's never existed before, and then they start to bat themselves down, going, but it's already out there, but it's already being done. Who am I to bring that to the table when X, Y, and Z? And what we do together is hold space for that. We're not here to go, no, 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 don't listen to that voice. We're here to listen to that voice, give it time and space to process, and overcome it, or at least let it sit in the back seat you know, take it on the journey with you, but just don't give it the steering wheel because you're moving forward anyway. On my watch, you're moving forward anyway. These thoughts that come up aren't there to stop you. These thoughts that come up are there to be greeted with love, greeted with acceptance, given time to be heard, but then for you to be able to objectively move forward anyway. Please, please, if you're listening to any of my episodes or if you've listened to all of my episodes, please know that everything I speak about, I have either been through myself or I'm still going through myself. I'm still learning myself. And what I know to be true is when that voice comes in and says, no, 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 don't do that. You can't do that because it's already being done over there. And you stop 
or like I'm going to come on to in point three, you, you start to try and do it their way. What happens is you don't bring into the world what only you can bring in. You don't do what only you can do. So anyway, to round up this point, this second point of looking out them, seeing looking out there, sorry, and seeing it's already being done and going, oh, well, that's it then. It's already being done. So there's no room for me. Who am I to bring another voice to the choir? I really want to challenge you on that. I really want in this episode for you to feel seen and for you to feel challenged and for you to allow space for those voices, but don't be led by them. Don't not bring the idea that lives inside of you into the world because you think that there's no room for you. There is room for you. Their success does not detract from the success that you can have. Their space that they take up with their business or their website or their social media following, which might be 100,000 followers, does not detract from what you can bring into the world, into other people's lives and into other people's businesses, right? That's just a limiting thought that will stop you in your tracks if you're not careful. There is room for everyone. It's a little bit like saying, just because they breathe, it means there's less air for you. What bollocks is that? What absolute bollocks is that? It's exactly the same thought process. So if that is where you're stuck, if you are if you are in this moment in your life of thinking, I can't do that because it's already being done, please consider point two of this episode. Please consider my words and please think, like go away from this, this episode and reflect. Think about how you might be doing to, that to yourself with your ideas and with what you could be bringing to the world, but you're not because you're stopping yourself because it might be already being done. And that leads me on to my third and final point, which is trying to embody them. So sometimes what we can do, and like I said before, it's probably unconscious, uh, subconscious, this one, but this one is about trying to be like them. And what will happen that is the worst thing when you try to be like them, when you compare yourself and you try to do it like them, when you think, oh, I like the way they said that, oh, I like the way they do that on their website, or oh, I like the way that they do X, Y, and Z, when you try and be like them, emulate them, the worst outcome of this is that you aren't being you. You aren't creating what only you can create. You're not doing what only you can do. And yet I know it's scary. Like, I know it's scary. And I'll give you an example. When I launched Thrive Together in February 2021, every single person that gave me their advice around memberships was saying to me, you open the doors and then you close the doors. And then you open the doors and then you close the doors. And it it sounded like the right thing to do from a, from, a, from a marketing perspective. It sounded like the right thing to do. It sounded like the right way to run a membership. Bearing in mind, I'd never run a membership before but I chose not to because it didn't feel right to me. What felt right to me was leaving the doors open and just being like, hey, if you want to join, here we are. And if you want to leave, off you go. (laughs) And I want to present that challenge to you today because it takes a lot of courage to do things your way, especially if your way is different or if you've never seen it done like that before. I do get that. I personally I can deeply deeply resonate with all of the self-doubt and all of the fear that can come with doing it your way but I want you to challenge yourself to lead 
I want you to forge a path that only you can walk because when you try and walk their path that was either built for them or was forged by them, it will only lead you to a place that wasn't meant for you. All of the things about yourself that you think are your flaws are actually your unique beauty. If you've ever been told that you're too complex or you think too deeply, if you're too sensitive or introvert or extrovert or too creative or too logical, usually, most of the time, the ways that you've been told that you are too much are actually your specific amazing qualities. And I can give you examples of this for myself. You know, there are people in my life, friends, family, whoever, who don't, <clears throat> pardon me, they don't agree with the way that I work. They, they, they will say to me, you're doing too much, you're going too fast. I get told, slow down, you shouldn't work as hard. But what they don't understand is, this is what makes me feel good. And the reason that I quit my job and started my business was so that I can create a business where everything that I am doing is filling me up, is allowing me to creatively express myself. And the things that don't allow me to do that in my business, I'll either outsource them, delegate them, get rid of them, because I know myself. And I know that because it comes from a place of integrity. And what I mean by that is, it, it actually doesn't make me feel good to do work that doesn't light me up. So what you will see if you were looking into my office, I could be working 10 hours a day and one of those one of those 10 hours is giving me energy if I'm doing work that lights me up and another is depleting me and exhausting me because it doesn't light me up. So I choose to do work that lights me up and yes, that takes courage because it takes turning down opportunities that are potentially extremely um, profitable but I want you to know that it's coming from a place of integrity. It's coming from an expansive place. And that's just one example. So the reason I share that with you is like, think about the things that people say that you're too much about. They don't get it. I had a client talk to me the other day about she's um, in the middle of planning a wedding and she's thinking about doing a DIY wedding where she you know, does all of her own trinkets and all of her own invitations and she was confused because everyone around her was being like you're mad you are mad because you're going to be really stressed if you do all of that yourself and she was really confused because she was like that brings me so much joy and it's not about the money I've got the money to pay for everything but I want to do it and this is the problem when we try and embody someone else's way of doing things, either because they're giving us their opinion or we're looking at the way they would do it and trying to copy it, we're not being true to ourselves. And think about that for yourself. Think about the ways that you're told you're too much, about the people that trigger you. Do you ever look at them and wish you could just be more like them, more organised, more this, more that, more anything? Stop for a moment and consider you are perfect. You are perfect. You are exactly how you're meant to be in this moment. And what if you believed that? What if in this moment you are able to fully express yourselves, uh, express yourself, sorry, as yourself? What if you just accepted that you are always evolving, that you are forever a work in progress and that you didn't waste your precious time trying to be like anyone but you? 
What if that? You know, when you find yourself stuck for ideas, instead of heading to their website or their social media feed, ask yourself for guidance. I had someone the other day contact me and ask me for my ideas around creating a membership. And I'm going to be honest, the first thing that I thought was, I don't fucking know. And that might sound bizarre to hear me say that because I've created a successful membership, but please understand I created it from scratch. I didn't know what I was doing. I just created it because I followed what felt right and I didn't try and make it perfect from the beginning, you know? And so who am I to give them my advice? My advice to you would be, follow what you think the right thing for you to do is. And of course, there are situations where this doesn't apply. We're not talking about them in this episode today. We're not talking about baking the perfect cake or flying a plane or doing heart surgery where there is clearly a right way to do things. <laughs> you know, I am asking you, I'm recording this episode today because I had a clear message on my heart, which is why it's so clear. Please just stop comparing. Please just give yourself full permission to live into yourself Please stop seeing your quirks as flaws and please stop looking at their highlight reel thinking that their their strengths that you're seeing, you've got to embody, you've got to be like them. And please get comfortable with you, you being a work in progress. Tap into what only you can create. Start being the leader that only you can be. Be brave enough to be different and best believe that you can adore what they do, you can adore them and still be different yourself. Really important point, actually. You can admire the pants off them and still be different. Stop looking out there for the answers. This episode is an invitation for you to look in here. Thriving looks different on us all. What fills them up might deplete you. What makes them feel like they've got their shit together might make you feel completely restricted. What feels expansive for them might feel completely horrible and stifling to you. They might be the most planned version in the world of themselves and you might be the most fly by the seat of your pants person. Neither of you is right, neither of you is wrong. Be inspired by them without needing to be like them. This does not mean disengage. This does not mean stop looking to them, stop looking at them for inspiration. This does not mean that. I'll give you one last example to round up this episode. I was talking to a really good friend of mine the other day about journaling. We were on a Zoom call together and I say the other day, it was probably a couple of weeks ago now, but um, she was saying to me, oh, I just wish that I could journal like you. I, I wish that I could do that. I wish that when the words were in my head that they would come out on the paper, but there's too much space and time between the words coming out on paper. It just doesn't feel right. And I was like, well, that's funny because I wish that I could draw out idea maps like you do. She has them up on her wall. And I don't know if you've ever seen, like, I don't even know if they're called idea maps, but anyway, they're amazing. What I realized in that moment is I'm not meant to create idea maps like that. I'm not meant to force myself to be, to think like that. And she's not meant to journal like I do either. And, you know, even the other day, Jimmy and I were working together. Jimmy is my husband and he was saying, so I just wish that I could get my ideas out. But sometimes I'm going so quick. I blink and I miss it. The idea passes me by and I haven't got time to stop and write it down because I might be driving or in the gym. And I'm like, voice note yourself then, you know? (laughs) And that's, I suppose that's the overarching point that I want to make to you in this episode is 
what you're looking at, just like I said at the beginning about Michelle Keegan's tummy, what you're looking at isn't actually what you want. You know, so my friend, she doesn't want to be able to journal. She wants the outcome of journaling, which is feeling closer to yourself, which is looking at your thoughts more objectively and being able to see what is true for you. I actually had a DM off a beautiful person the other day. Um, I'm going to read it to you. It says, so I finally started journaling this morning after hearing you talk about it in the last 46 episodes I've caught up on. And then she says, lol. (laughs) I know that you will say that there is no correct way to do it, but it feels awkward, like I'm doing it wrong. So I only wrote two small pages. Then she gives a bit of context that's personal that I'm not going to share. And then she says, it still feels really strange though. Will it pass? Is there a better way to do it morning or evening? And I want to talk to you about this just for a minute before I wind up this episode. It's not about the journaling. It's about what the journaling gives you. And I've got two key thoughts on this. And the first one is, look, this is the first time you've tried it. So isn't it going to take time? And by tried it, I don't mean journaling. I mean allowing yourself to be face-to-face with your thoughts, possibly for the first time ever. Isn't that going to take time, especially if you're in a shitty place? Isn't it going to take time to look at your thoughts and be like, oof, I don't like the look of that. No wonder I've tried to suppress that for so many years. I know for me, when I started journaling, it took time for me to have the courage to put my thoughts onto paper because I didn't like what I was seeing. And I was worried that if I put that out there, that I would get stuck in that place and that I wouldn't be able to move past it. So best believe, if that's where you're at, it's going to take you time, not just one go, one go of journaling and be like, oh, I only wrote two pages. And that's the second point that I wanted to make. There is no right way. You are so right. Sometimes I'll write in my journal, it'll be a sentence. And I'm like, yeah, got what I need. I'm done. And sometimes that sentence isn't even a sentence. Sometimes it's a question. Why do I feel so stuck right now? And then I'll take myself off for a walk or I'll go and make the lunches. And I'm like, why do I feel so stuck right now? I don't know. I'm going to put that question out there and just leave it out there. And I hope that the powers that be, that exist, that are greater than me will help me to figure that out because I don't need to figure it all out. And my point anyway is I can share with you my best practices, but I had to figure them out by trying what works for me. That's why, like, if you're a member of Thrive Together and you've watched the module that is intentional rest, I will never, ever tell you, in power planning, I tell you to schedule in your intentional rest, but I will never tell you what that is for you. You have to figure that out yourself because what fills me up might deplete you. For you, intentional rest, getting energy back, filling back up your cup might be going and speaking to a friend on FaceTime or going to a networking event. That might fill you up. That fucking, that is like, oh my God, that would deplete me. I need, I need alone time. I need time on my own when I fill myself back up, you know? So my point here is it's not about the journaling. Think about what it is you actually want. What's the best way of going and getting that? So if you're journaling because you want to feel closer to your thoughts, maybe in integrity, you do need to stick at it and learn that skill of becoming closer to your thoughts. But maybe your journaling practice will look different to mine. I'm asking you to explore your thoughts, but it doesn't mean that the way that you do it will look like the same as me, you know? And on that, I learned so much from understanding my human design. I know I've talked to you about this in previous episodes, but I can't advocate it enough because, and I won't labour on it in, in this episode either, but 
are things that we do that work for us. They are meant to be cultivated by us. It's our responsibility to figure out what works for us. And this is why inside Thrive Together or even with my one-to-one clients, I make it very clear. I am not your leader. I am here to help you be your own leader in life and in business. So let me summarize. Let me wrap up this episode because I could talk about, you can probably hear it in me. I could talk about this all day. Not going to. Let's just wrap up by saying you're not like them. They're not like you. And there is the fucking magic. There is the magic. You are meant to be like you. You cannot lead in your own life if all you're being driven by is what others are doing. You can't constantly compare yourself, constantly question if you're doing it right and why you aren't like them and still be leading in your life. And you can't lead in business if you're following a cookie cutter approach because business is multifaceted, especially if your business requires you, involves you working with people. The reason that you're not like them is because you were never meant to be. You're meant to be like you. And when you actually start listening to yourself, you'll figure out great ways of working that work for you. Yeah, when you find out those ways of working for you, don't be surprised if other people question them. Don't be surprised if other people have an opinion. Don't be surprised if other people laugh at you or tell you it's unusual. And that's okay. They're not necessarily doing that for your benefit. It's probably more for theirs because the way you're doing things differently might challenge their way of doing things. You don't have to justify yourself. You don't have to convince them. You just need to do what feels right for you. And that is my invitation to you in this episode. Please be more like you. Please start noticing the things that you see as potential character flaws and start looking at how you can use your innate gifts and and your life experiences and everything about you. Please start looking at that and start to notice how you being different and you being unique actually serves you and others brilliantly. Start to notice where you are trying to be like them or do things like them or follow the normal, in inverted commas, way of doing things that feels stifling to you and start being more like you and more and more and more. And with that, I think that's a lovely place to wrap up this episode. I'll see you in the next one. Until then, please never forget, I am always cheering you on and I hope that you are cheering you on too. Thank you for being here with me today, all the way to the end. My goal is to get this podcast into the ear holes of everyone who would benefit from hearing it. So I have a request for you. Please could you share this episode by clicking the share link and sending it to a friend, a colleague, and for bonus points, leave me a review on iTunes or tag me over on Instagram. If you want to contact me, the best place to find me is over on Instagram, or you can just mail me direct on contact at tlb.org.uk. All the links are in the show notes. So until the next episode, have an intentional day. I am cheering you on.